Yo, we're live. Those were in sync. We're cheerleaders. Absolutely. That's all we do pretty much is clap. Now, one of the things that we don't have to start right away, right? Do you guys yep. do that? Do you start right away? No, we don't have to. Because well, when you say start we, right away, we just kind of just start. Like yeah, this. we just kind of go into it. Like yep. we're, I mean, kind of in, in the episode now. I mean, sometimes Marcus will put stuff in before Dan Bayeski. So be <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Yeah, man. How's it feel to be in Jacksonville? Feels uh, pretty good, actually. Much better than Orlando. Yeah, already? Mm-hmm. But you don't like Marsh. You, like, that really bugs you, and I feel like being in a beachy town is concerned me, because you've already, you've already smelled the air multiple times. Is it? Yeah, I guess it is a beachy town. <laughs> does this Orlando, Orlando doesn't have that. So yeah. it's like a big difference between Central Florida and Northeast Florida. Well, just the location we're at is better than Orlando, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. What do you like about it more? Uh, Hybrid. Yeah, well, hybrid. Come on, bro. But uh, there's, I don't know. I just like the streets better. Yeah, you like the streets better. <laughs> yeah, the did I say it wrong? <laughs> the streets and um, Orlando just like it, I hate the way it looks. Should we do a little intro on Dan, like who he is, or do we? Oh want, yeah, I'll get know? into that. I was just gonna give him a, a little question. Q and A. It's just his, you know, first what couple days, three days. How long have you been here? Three. First three days in Jacksonville uh, as an official Jacksonville resident. So, mm-hmm. just wanted to know. That's a big switch, man. That was a quick change too. You were here on f- like a Friday. Five days ago, he lived in Orlando. Well, yeah. my man was here, came up, recorded some video. He left, and then in like forty-eight hours, he was he on his goes, way back. Hey, I'm on, <laughs> and I'm moving. And I'm moving into your house. <laughs> well, I had to get the vibe of whether you wanted me to live with you or not. Yeah, no, and I and appreciated you coming in person because I think it's really hard to actually like know if somebody's real if you're like texting or calling. But the second you're in person, it's like okay, there's like a feeling that happens. So right, and I had to pick up that vibe. Well, you were stepping what I was dropping, so. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, man. I'm actually... Okay, so I've been excited for this one because Dan... Dan is extremely active in the content-making realm. Content creation. Okay, this man... This man... You guys are too. ...reacts to videos. This man watches more anime. It's probably unhealthy how much anime he watches. It's and and thinks about anime and fantasizes about anime. It he he has a YouTube channel that's a stunt log, <laughs> and there's probably some things that we're missing in that. But uh, he's had a you've had a couple podcasts, right? Yep, I had two podcasts. Two podcasts. So you had past tense. Yeah. Okay. Not his strong suit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the first so anyways, one well, his YouTube channel, Dan, is, Dan's YouTube channel so. is is awesome. I mean, and I say this in all seriousness, his YouTube channel is something that's extremely impressive because I know how difficult YouTube's a different animal. People, no TikTok, people, no Reels, Instagram, all that jazz. It's easy to get people following you because it's more it's more normal. But to get a following on YouTube, like a subscriber base, is ex- it's a full-time job so what you've already done is pretty incredible and i know from it's just a matter of consistency which i know through multiple talks you're going to be very consistent with it but i know that that's had to there's been like ups and downs for sure and doubt and all of those things so when you decided okay this is it i'm going on the youtube channel how long did it take until you were like i think i can actually do this uh it wasn't until on tiktok when i got a lot of views on TikTok. And then that's when I realized that people will watch anything that's edited good enough. 
So once I realized that people watch, just like with the subway, um, one of the famous subway creators, Milad, um, he had a story as he makes subway sandwiches, and it's like how no one would ever think that that would go viral, but it did every single time. So you can literally make a story out of anything. And so that's when I realized and believed I could do it. So when you started editing videos and making these cheer videos, how long did it take before you had that realization? Like what was the time span? And were you consistent during that time? Or were you just kind of like eh, once or twice a month posting and then you're like, oh, maybe I'll like ramp this up a bit. Or were you just like pretty dedicated and then you realized like, wait, I think this could actually happen. Like what was that time frame? Well, I started this stunt vlog a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so that was every week. Number 53. Number fifty three. Oh, so oh, so you've been on it. You've been very consistent. Yes. I've been on it for in a one year. year, dude. You've done Every great week. for one year. I've like, gone. Wow. My videos have gone consistently pretty good for the past like 13, 14 videos, but everything before that, you know, was pretty, <clears throat> pretty <bad>. dog. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Really? But like I, w- I would say consistently uploaded, but like not consistently quality. You know? Yeah. I mean? yeah. Oh, like you, you're saying your videos are bad. Like not that they did yeah. bad, but that you thought that you did a poor Both. job in like making them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But he was consistent in getting them uploaded. I, yeah. I was consistent in getting the content in, over there. Um, but the difference is that the videos now are obviously edited better. And then before, I had good moments in there, but since they weren't edited properly, I knew that those were good enough moments to be funny enough to for someone to watch on TikTok or something like yeah. that. So when I finally, because I, like, I was in the middle of traveling... And doing the summer road trip, mm-hmm. doing the clinics, which is exactly what you do. Yeah. And then um, during that time, I was, I was getting really frustrated, and obviously I was alone the whole time, so it was like I'm always overthinking. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I, I don't really know what else to do. This my, and I I did TikTok for a little bit, didn't have any success at all, and just because it wasn't consistent and it was just random stuff because I yeah. thought that anyone could just get famous off random stuff. So I posted a, my first one, which is a full up, full up fists. The okay. one where I caught it with my fists. Yeah. And uh, that one got 200,000 overnight. And so I edited it to like, all right, so there's no space in, before it and there's no space after. It's pure content. It's pure um, me doing a full up, the interesting part, and the z- it zoomed in really well on yeah. my grip, so you could actually see my fists. So I thought this has got to be the thing that's interesting, you know? Because right. I right. was just, I just couldn't figure out what was interesting enough for people to watch it. So I figured that like this is like probably the most interesting video I have right now. So I posted that to see if it did anything, and if it didn't, I would have given up. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, this this year. So at what it's point? Sign. When was that? That was the summer. Like, so how many videos do you think you had uploaded at that point? Like a few on YouTube? Well, this is the good thing because I was able to upload all those videos that I haven't uploaded at the time where I got popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I was, ha- I was lucky enough to have all that footage already ready to go. Yeah. Instead of trying to meet the expectation every single week, I was able to just... I mean, it's all the same stuff that I uploaded. I just had to keep editing the TikTok and posting it. So when you're doing, when you're, but it was in the summer. It was, yeah, it was in uh, July. When you're starting to realize, like, okay, I want to do this. I'm, I'm, you know, clearly there's passion. You're passionate about it. You enjoy doing it. When people, because obviously you're still living your life. What do your friends and family think about this at this point? You know, you're probably now telling them, "Hey, y'all, I make content. I make YouTube videos," which a lot of people would just roll their eyes. I'm very curious to hear what they would say to you as you started getting more and more towards doing this full time. 
Um, my goal was like always to have my friends and family to like respect me for doing content and and that vibe because I never wanted to think I was cringy because I think a lot of my friends are cringy that do social media and a lot of just social media creators in general. So I really wanted them to watch it, but barely any of them actually watch. Yeah. Um, But my mom was reluctant in the beginning. She was very reluctant when I was making the skits because I made like short videos with skits of me doing cheer, like random cheer bits. Right. And they weren't, they were edited. I was getting better at editing. Um, but they weren't like overly funny and they didn't do well either. So my mom was just like, Daniel, you should give up, you know? So, and I would, I would, Jeez, I, I would agree. Imagine. No, I would agree <laughs> by seeing the type of content that Dan, I was posting. Give up, yeah. I would agree that I should give up at that point. But I've um, seen some of your skit videos. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have let it go. We could just link some. This is the crazy no, part, I, though, because there's so many people that I think should give up on like <laughs> on content, you know. But like, you can oh, change man. it, and it could become really good. It's yeah. true. It's well, I what fascinates me about the way that you go about it is your your you say editing a lot. Like you always talk about editing, and you're you're big on your editing. And a lot of the times you'll say, "Oh, like I want to do that because I know I can edit it." so that it's good and i just never feel like i've looked at editing like that and that's obviously probably just ignorance because i don't edit that many videos like reels here and there but what do you like how long do you feel like it took you to feel like you knew how to like edit a video properly well i'm just so proud to say that i've been editing for the past year for 20 hours every week that's true like isn't that that's pretty that's crazy i didn't even think about it but that's what 20 that's hours a week of editing. of editing. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. So what changed in in your content where you said okay, they were bad and like now the past 12 or 13 videos have been good. What changed? I have no idea how it was possible. Like I once I started getting more views on TikTok and just a slightly more on YouTube um, cuz I got 40 million views on TikTok and I literally got like 3,000 more views on YouTube. It wasn't much at all. Isn't that crazy, and it, man? It all came from YouTube views that recommended. That's what so, I was but saying. But did you change your content? Like, and and once I got views on TikTok, my content just—I don't know. I just I, I just wanted to keep the thing going, and I just made the next video like so much better. <laughs> was it? What were you saying? Was it editing, or was it how you were acting in the video? It was editing, and the thumbnail was better. Okay. He's big on thumbnails too. See, that's what is so interesting to me. Like the things Dan focuses on are things that I feel like I would have just kind of been like, eh, you know, whatever. But now, I mean, obviously look at Dan's success on YouTube. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. Well, there's a, there's clearly something, there's a method to your madness, which is so interesting to hear your thought process before I see videos go up because then I'm like, dang, that video did really well. Like all of this sort of behind the scenes thinking is, you know, contributing to what your channel growing. I would, I hope so. But I also feel like it's going to be the death of me if I overthink too much. Yes. So that's why I kind of surrounded myself around Which people Which I like think is guys. a big, yeah, a big balance. And and that's where I feel like you got to find people who compliment you. That's why I like working with people. I'm very collaborative. I could be extremely independent, but I just like, I know there's people who have strengths that I don't. And one thing like Ryan and I, like I'm very much just like get something going very quickly. Like I don't care how. Let's get it started because we'll figure it out. So I'm very quick to pull triggers and make like big decisions and get the ball rolling. And then I feel like Ryan has a lot of good, like 
he, he drives me crazy sometimes and his like he's so like he'll pinpoint something so detailed i'm like yeah. dude i i can't even think that granular yeah. <laughs> like, i'm already on step 10 ryan's like hold on a second though so it <laughs> works really well though and i think that it is you're right being in a group of people sometimes it can really help you get past some of those things that might just be like huge roadblocks and i think that with with the content like how did when did it get better and how did it get better once i understood that people liked me just talking with my friends and and stunting for fun once i truly truly believed that people would watch that because i didn't believe that for the entire time i thought it was just like a, a, a dream that wasn't going to happen um i i just went all in on those moments and then um <laughs> <laughs> Dude, i was like i thought i was the only one that no, saw that i was waiting for dan to look over there <laughs> There's a there's a security camera right here. Yeah, there's there's going to be people listening on audio. So there's a security camera to the gym where my girlfriend Jen and her friend are basically just jumping around doing handstands <laughs> and stretching. <laughs> so a little distracting. This room is is connected directly to the the hybrid space. The yeah, gym. enough about Dan. Let's talk about the building right now. Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. Dude, I'm so tired of talking about this. You no, know, it's so interesting. It's so encouraging. Well, it really is. It makes me want to get my YouTube channel going. Again. Well, there's there's just a lot, but at the same time, it makes you not, right? Like so many people, uh, what bugs me is when people think like, oh, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Like, yeah. oh, it's going to be fun. Like, oh, I can't wait to post videos. You, right the investment the amount of time it takes the amount of money you need a nice camera good audio editing software i know there's free ones but it is a huge commitment and especially to stay consistent on a weekly basis for a year once you started that first week you could have been like eh, i don't know not gonna do week two maybe i'll jump back in week four but you didn't you did every week for now 53 weeks which is in my opinion an insane amount of discipline which is it's crazy yeah and i don't think that I would have done it if I had some sort of plan B. Yes. Oh, dang. I had no safety net. Oh, yeah. I didn't have any yeah, here we are. I couldn't, I couldn't Damn, stop. Something got said, finally. Something I, I that's couldn't. about to spark some stuff off. Dude, I think that, that is, that's a really interesting concept because I, I think yeah. a lot of people... A lot of people are quick to make decisions towards something, but they have they're clinging on to something one and they foot know in, one it. Foot out. One foot in, one foot out, and it to truly commit to to making a change or doing something new in your life. Yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer of, of that. Like, be smart, but you know you can't have that thing that makes you feel comfortable. Like, oh, I know. And I'll give a good example. I mean, Ryan, you have a degree in chemical engineering. You know, I have a master's in business. I don't really look at those as safety nets, but rather I do look at that as something that like, you know what, in worst case scenario, I could go back in the marketplace and find a regular job now that I never plan on doing that. I don't right, see a plan no, B. Not, I don't. Right. Yeah, I don't see. I, I know, know it's a good there, feeling. but I just don't. It's a good yeah. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. But I just literally Well, I mean, school. but look at you, though. Like, look That's at your what success, I'm saying. and like, you just said it's because of that. I know, and so we're maybe talking... Maybe me and Bonnie are at a disadvantage. I wanted to say it to be transparent, because I feel like people would be like, oh, yeah, like, no no safety net, says the guy with a mask or something. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to sit here and pretend like I don't have that because I know that's something that I could fall back on. But I don't look at myself as having a fallback plan. Like, this all developed halfway through my MBA. And if I could have, if it made sense, I would have just dropped out. But I'm like, well, I'm halfway through. Why? You know, there's money invested there. I'm not going to drop out. But had I found this thing earlier, I feel like I would have I would have not hesitated to jump ship and say, I'm doing this full time. And and I think that people can, can trust us because look at what we've done this isn't like a oh i have uh you know i trade cards in my garage like or sell things on ebay this is a legitimate thing no, and, and we've put a lot of time and money into it so 
had I found this earlier, I definitely would have, um, I would have taken that approach of just jumping ship and safety net or not. I do want to say that my, like when you guys say like I'm successful, like it's, it hasn't obviously, I'm not even close. (laughs) But like, yeah, we know. Okay. Well, so what you want to be, but bro, you have obviously <laughs> I, overcome like the biggest lot. hurdle on YouTube. You have, which is those 100%. first hundred percent, first hundred, first thousand. Yeah, dude, you're at twenty thousand. Like you are there. Like you're just kind of riding now. As long as you keep going, twenty one thousand seven hundred forty three on your way up. Okay, twenty. Okay, no, there not, you go. It's not. That's not no. correct. <laughs> um, but I, I let's say that I was successful at overcoming the first step and I was successful at creating something that was consistently every week, which is probably the two hardest things to do. Um, so, I mean, with anyone out there that wanted to start a channel, if you can come up with those two things and do those two things, then that is, I mean, in our eyes, it's successful, but in everyone else's eyes, they only think about numbers and, and how much you make. Right. You know, so like right. us, it's successful because we see the potential. Yes. But with them, they don't really see the potential. They just see like, you're not really that successful, bro. You're at 20K, you know, but like. Which is crazy. Man. I don't have. 20K. But we know, we know. Like oh. that's like 80% of the way there. Yeah. You know, in terms of investment mm-hmm. time and well, mental struggle. An like, interesting thing that work? I told, what I also love to look at dance channels, like the amount of interaction you have is yeah. pretty mind blowing. I mean, the, the amount of comments low. that you get. They're pretty low. Dude. Compared to like. Okay, but you have a cult following. <laughs> These people are like, hey, Dan, uh, <laughs> been waiting up 48 hours, no sleep for this video to drop. Where is it? You were a little late on I this one. I'm like, you and yo, Bondi interact in these videos. What are you know? these people like on? So people will be like, first comment, like just so foreign. That's <laughs> just a, first comment. That's with everyone. That's what, yeah, because it's like it's, it's not spelled correctly. It, yeah, it's so funny. But funny. I I feel like you have a lot of people who are truly invested in you, which is which is what I think makes a, a channel. Like the content, yeah. the people. Regardless, you reach a point where people just want to see you and it really doesn't even matter what you're doing you know you could start dan's cooking channel and i feel like people would be like i'm gonna watch it because i like dan and that's what i'm here for you have a niche which i think helped get you started but that sort of like following of you know following you and who you are well that's the that was the blessing and that was the goal the whole time so well that's amazing i think that would be my and i'm not one to give advice on on the youtube channel though i feel like i let a lot of people down because i got to like almost four thousand subscribers which is like difficult i put a lot of time into it and that's kind of dropped off but when i realized i had something is when people started reaching out to me and like emailing me and leaving comments i was like god these people really care about this content that i'm sharing you know i felt like i was adding value and i feel like you are adding value to people through what you do you know one way or the other bondi also has a coffee roasting company and so he made his youtube channel talking about how to start the process of a coffee roasting company yep um just so people have that reference yeah but um thank you for saying that and my followers that well, I think of my true followers as the people that I like, kind of watch right away. Yeah. Um, and are there to comment. And that's, it truly means a lot to me. Like, there's a few other YouTube channels that I do that for. Um, and I really care about their stuff. I really care that they, they do better. So it's, it's amazing for people to do that, to do that for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a few people, and it's just like, it feels so cool knowing that they're real. Yeah. And, and, as I go through editing, you know, you're all by yourself and there's not much to look forward to, but um, you just kind of got to remember that they're real and they care a lot in, yeah. in real life, you know, yeah. you don't get to see their faces. Yeah. Unless they send you a video, which is the best. Have you ever considered having somebody else edit your videos? 
Yep, I've tried. And I would be happy. I think that I'm going to let someone edit my videos when I post more stuff. Yeah. So I want to stay to editing my stunt vlog. And then I'll have someone else edit a more simple type of edit, which is like a reaction video, any other type of video. Because my stunt vlogs, there's so much content to shift through. I would just feel bad, so bad for the editor to like have to try to find all the different parts. And yeah. they're not going to find it. They're not going to spend that much time doing that. No. There's no way. Like the amount of time that I spend trying to find the parts that are the best. Um, yeah, they would definitely 80, 20 it. For yeah, sure. for sure. And so I felt like, and also people respect me more for editing it myself. And I really, I don't want to lose that respect. And when I had that one person edit it for, cause he, he got the beginning part of it done, you know, like the best parts. And then yeah. I, I brought it together to make it an actual, you know, video. He, I, I felt bored and I felt like I wasn't a part of this channel anymore. So mm. It's, it makes me feel like I'm a YouTuber. Having to go through the edit grind. Yeah, because that's what all YouTubers feel, you know? And yeah. that's like, and, and people that aren't that, you kind of think they're fake. And you think that they don't deserve the success. Which I partly think. Yeah. 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 It's like when you're putting gym floor down mm-hmm. and uh, you don't cut the mats, you know? You just... <laughs> so, <laughs> I just want to say that... Um, no beef. No beef, but... We have a gym. In case you didn't listen to the last episode, we have a gym, and we just finished putting it together. I, myself, and Kirk went and picked up the gym flooring, and we got back, and I helped lay some of it, but I had to go, I think, run, or maybe I was... You had to go on a walk with a girl. All right. Um, Went on a walk, and and I expected them to finish putting down the gym flooring. (laughs) I expected them. So I show up later that night, wasn't it that night or the next day? It was the next day. I showed up the next day. Yeah, because it was a Friday night. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So I show up on Saturday morning, and I walk in, and there's one piece missing. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what went wrong there. And they're like, hey, buddy, we left you a piece to cut. (laughs) So that's something you got to experience. And so that it's funny you say that because as much as we were doing it to, like, joke and rag on Ryan, I was like, I genuinely wanted you to be like, yeah – I got on my hands and knees and cut this I, I was floor, actually disappointed that I wasn't. Honestly, I was so un- thankful. You know what I'm I, saying? I felt like that. That, to me, is the fun part about doing all this stuff, is like looking back and being like, man, you remember doing that? Like, oh, yeah. God. No, like, I'm with people you. walk in and they see what we've created yeah, they don't and they see say wow it looks so good oh my god i'm like y'all don't know how many trips back and forth on the same day that kirk Just and i took to home depot. depot i'm like we literally one time went to home depot probably five times in 20 minutes i'm talking there and back there and back there immediately because we kept forgetting things you didn't see us have to put down the floors and cut doors and do all these things to get it looking how it looks like you just see the final product and i feel like that's what's fun and that's what we share collectively. 100%. You know, we we all know what we've gone through, right? And it, it it makes it fun. You know, you feel like part of a special group because it is. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely different showing up here and like everything looking the way it does. It's like <laughs> whoa, like. It, but it's it's different seeing the other side. It's like I know what that gym looked like last week, and and you yes. and Kirk know what it looked like a month ago when it was really empty in here. Right. It's right. so cool how people get to just come in and like experience this vibe that we've created. It's it's honestly mind blowing. It was very nice. It's so cool. It is pretty wild. Yeah, Dan got a little bit of that, and I think that we we gave him a, a pretty hard sell, not even trying on getting up here. Yeah, uh, I know because he came, and I knew. I mean, when you walk in here, you definitely get you get sucked in, man, by the vibe that we created <laughs> here. 
<laughs> Without a doubt, because... <laughs> Yo, we should just rename this podcast the Rag on Ryan. Oh my god, <laughs> the ROR it's podcast. A little inside What's joke. What's the ROR? <laughs> Rag it, on Ryan podcast. That's an inside joke of uh, when Ryan. Had, do you want to say the story? Yeah, I mean we're we're eating dinner probably second night in the house. This is when Dan had come up. Was, we're talking about the first night, dude. Second night because Dan the didn't night. stay there. Wait. Yeah, it was right away. It was right when I got there. Yeah, first we night. Had a, was that our first night? In yeah, the house? And that's, that's, that's was that the second the second night that you and I had stayed? That dinner? it was like the second night that we owned that house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was the first night. That he, yeah, yeah. First yeah. night it was, was right here. before he first went back night to was here. But we're yeah. eating dinner in office chairs around the table because again we're moving in. So it was a uh, it was a cool experience in itself. But <clears throat> when we sat down at the table, we're all talking about like watching TV, playing video games, things that keep us up at night. Which, I mean. I don't really... Ryan doesn't watch much TV. I don't watch that much TV. I don't play video games, neither does Ryan. Dan... I don't it, either. <laughs> Dan has uh, two Second Life personalities uh, on the computer. <laughs> so, we're, we're talking about what got Dan sort of like... <laughs> Did you... Um, is that clap going to be in there? I hope it's not. Yeah, no, it needs to be in there. It'll resync audio. Because he was talking as you... As you it's it'll okay. probably be in his audio a little bit, but it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So, anyways, I'll get... <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. Yeah. he's gonna. Marcus will put all this in there. Probably. That's just going to just roll. Keep going. So, <clears throat> we're sitting there eating dinner, uh, and... Um, and we're talking about what things like TV shows and whatnot are, you know, what vices we have. Dan obviously is like, yeah, I'll stay up until like four if I'm like editing or watching anime or something like that. And then, you know, Ryan and I are like, I want to watch up TV. And then Ryan goes, well, but you know what? You know, a Netflix show really sucks me in. <laughs> I mean, conversation was calm, cool, collected. And then Ryan just comes in with that like intensity that he always has. Yeah. So... It was funny. We're in Brian. <clears throat> Once you start to get to <clears throat> it's, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, take that out. He's just going into the mic. <laughs> this is my mic. <laughs> Ryan's Ryan. What I came to realize is how much Ryan cares about the little things, which I'm happy. That what's that from? Me. Click <laughs> the mic. Dan's like a cat, bro. <laughs> It was Bonnie's camera. That's my camera, bro. Did it work? Yeah, it's good. Oh, fantastic. You did that. Did you clap? Go ahead and clap while we're I did. Okay. Did Did you clap? I did. Okay. He can just line it up. I'm subtle with it. Brian had a big ass clap. I think it makes it easier for him when we clap. Is it? Yes. It just pops his eardrums. It makes it easier for him. But Ryan cares a lot about the little things. So having seen him really get into like what type of show sucks him. Sucks him. Sucks me in. Yeah, just emphasize sucks. Yeah, it was very funny. And I, I get excited about little shit. You do. I do. You. Do. I mean, bro. And I don't the want you to over- thing can fascinate me and get me just. hundred percent. I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to keep doing you. Yeah. No. Oh I yeah. Do, you know, because whenever I no, start I love overthinking, it. like what I do is like, you start stop. You stop. Well, that's it. what that. But that's so one thing I really appreciate about Ryan, and we have talked about how Ryan and I got reconnected and started doing all of this. But in the beginning, I could tell what I liked about Ryan. He was a hundred and ten percent unforgivably himself like he is who he is and i appreciate that about people because i don't like when i can sense that people are surface level or if i meet somebody and talk to them like i'm not getting the real them like they they put on a front when they don't know somebody truly and i just i'm not that kind of person like you get who you get now i'm kind i'm respectful but i'm not gonna be (laughs) to end with 
but I'm not going to put on like a different persona just because I don't necessarily know somebody as well as I do other people. And you a hundred percent are Ryan all the time, which is, which is not, not a lot of people are like that. And I feel like that's what I, that's who I like to surround myself with. Huh? Barely any, barely any. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people I'm I, very I hate. cognizant of that just because yeah, I am too. I always look for incongruencies in people. Like, you know, as time goes on, as I spend time with them, are they doing things here and there that like aren't congruent? Is their left like, ear bigger me. than their right ear? Yeah, yeah stuff I, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The little details that I get, you know, pumped up. Yeah, the ears is one thing for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like Dan's. <laughs> Dan's like, wait, I'm just what? kidding. My ears are. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, I gotta go watch I my YouTube videos. Scar, and I have a scar on this one. Have yeah. you noticed that? Yeah. What was that, chipmunk? <laughs> do I look like a chipmunk? Is that yo? What, is that is what? That is what, that what triggered? I thought the same started. thing. Oh my god! Does, no, is that, this wait, have you been, the podcast? Dan looks like have a you chipmunk. Been told that do you look like a chipmunk. I look like a chipmunk. I don't think you look like a chipmunk. I it don't. sounds like it's something coming from made somewhere. Bondi think about chipmunks when he looked at your head. No, bro. I just feel like a chipmunk or squirrels, that type of animal that would like run up your leg before you can do anything and like nibble on your ear. I'm I not am? gonna lie. My dog. My dog has the same scar. My dog has the same scar. I'm sorry, he got bit from by a, a rabbit. From a rabbit. Oh, it, was it wasn't from a squirrel. A it was a rabbit. Rabbit yeah, split his ear just like that. I'm more like a rabbit. Yeah, I could see it. Was so that's what um, gotcha. Like the no, I buddy. fell off a tree when I was like two. So I was trying to climb a tree, and then it fell off, and it landed on a brick. Where? Okay. That's why I cut my ear open. It's an interesting like environment. Okay, next. You're two <laughs> climbing a tree where there's bricks around it? Yeah. Was it like a ficus? What kind of tree was it? I have no idea what that is. I don't a ficus? Either. Huh? I don't either. Jamie. A ficus is more like a, a house plant, I think. It's like a smaller tree. If you're two years old, you're not climbing an oak tree. I was climbing a giant tree. I was trying to, at least. I didn't get all the way up. That's why I fell. Oh, yeah. You're strong two-year-old. Don't Anchor, move calm down over there. Chipmunk came right out of underneath. Yeah. And Damn, chipmunk right hit ear. my ear right <laughs> Took a chunk out. <laughs> Okay. You don't look like a chipmunk, Dan. Thank you. Yeah. But where now that you're in Jacksonville, obviously you have to be back and forth in Orlando. Yep. Terrible. Well, wait, why is this obvious? Because this is one thing I don't know. Like, do you like help coach down there? I have or? to. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. I guess it's not really obvious. Yeah, true. I'm an all-star team. All you've... God, those people... I can't... <laughs> I hate when they ask me. What all-star team are you on? What time do you perform? <laughs> I don't want you to be there. I don't want you to, like, oh, so come on show up. Yeah, because I twerk, and, like, I don't need them, like, coming to see me twerk. You have to pay for that. Yeah. He's got a Patreon. I don't. That, oh. OnlyFans? No. What, what are those videos on that you send me? <laughs> 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 no, I really just don't want... Like, I, of course, if you're there, fantastic. Yeah. But if you don't know what the competition is then you shouldn't be in the all-star tier world yeah you know what i mean because like those people know exactly when the competitions are i don't need to tell people to be there it's kind of weird i don't want to tell people that i'm going to be at a certain competition right anyways so i'm on all-star team at unite royals <laughs> just say oh oh <laughs> um and then uh so yeah we have practice two days a week and so i have to drive there <clears throat> I have to drive that every week. Wow, that's yeah. Wild. So, so you've officially moved in here, and what do you feel like the, you know, where's the channel headed? You've obviously created something. There's no going back. You have a lot of plans. We've talked about a lot. Yep. But if if and I know you have a lot of people who follow you pretty pretty diligently. So, for those who might have that question, what do you feel like you see this channel going? Continuing the same content, adding things, 
posting more than once a week. I mean, what are your goals with it? I'm curious. I feel uncomfortable every time you say well, you, know, you got people following you very digi- diligently. You do, man. Yeah. I mean, you don't just have 20,000 followers and not a single person in there is like, you're their favorite YouTuber. Guarantee you have a lot of those people who like, they're on YouTube to watch your videos. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody has those people. And you're definitely that person for a lot of people. Man, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's hard to think about because you want to focus on the content so much that you don't really want to put yourself on a higher pedestal mm-hmm. because then the content doesn't get as good. So I, I'm just always trying to avoid that. Yeah, you definitely need to continue just being you because I think that's what people like. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, and it's having obvious me in your that's videos. what people yeah. like. And that was actually one of the reasons why I stopped the podcast. What? Did I cut you off? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I just said that people want me in your videos. That's all. Oh, they do. They love you. I love that. But when I st- when I did a podcast before and I was the host of it, I had I had to like dig through my life and like dig out the content from my personal life. Mm-hmm. And me doing that made me think too meta about myself. So it was like a third person, and I wasn't really myself. I was always thinking about myself, you know, thinking about what would be funny for the podcast. Yeah. So that's why I stopped it because I wanted to focus on YouTube and yeah. focus on those short moments that were going to be more authentic. But being on a guest is much easier. That's a crazy amount of self-awareness. I've never really thought about it like that. <laughs> well, I, I talked about that to Dan because I feel like where people see success when it comes to content creation, really doing anything. Because honestly, any business or anything structured like that where you as an individual have something to share with an external audience, it's either a product or a service. You know, In this case, your YouTube channel essentially is a service. It's entertainment. And I feel like when you are just genuine and put out what you want to be putting out that's when you start having people follow you and really enjoy what you're putting out the second you flip the switch to to doing that you know out of passion and caring about it and you start doing it because you think that's what people want to see you immediately will start to decline in the the quality of content you put out or product anything so for for you to have that outlook on the channel is why i think it, on top of your consistency and drive to, to make it better, is it, it's going to have longevity. And I think that's the exact same reason why your company is going to have longevity as well. That's, I mean, because I agree. we that's why we're friends because we get along in that aspect, and mm-hmm. it's also because we both believe in each other and we both have similar ideals. Um, like with my stunt clinics I was doing before, um, they're just playing around with the basketball. The stunt clinics, yeah. What I was doing before is exactly what you were doing now. Yeah. You just had way more resources and you did it way better than me. So I was like, I'm just gonna go work for him because doing the clinics are way too much work and it's it's exhausting. It's a lot, man. Yeah. And I was also by myself and you had you had people, so it's it was definitely a better idea. Yeah. Um, it would have been so terrible if I made you my enemy. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's like because the comp, well, the business people competition and stuff. But you know, what's funny is I don't really see anybody as that. Yeah, yeah. I I had a conversation with my mom about this. I'm like, yo, no, 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 I don't. I I honestly enjoy. I think competition is extremely healthy in business. I think it's and I think it should be done in uh in a like positive manner. You're right. You're right. Like next level. I never would have looked at you like that. Next level training, a company up in Jersey who does a lot of collegiate prep work. Mm -hmm. Mitt and I are going up there to do hybrid clinics in New Jersey at a couple different gy- three different gyms and we're actually going to stop at next level and do stunt privates and they are literally a college a co-ed college prep 
they have a whole program that they run oh. and they're, they're having us in there as hybrid coaches doing privates. So, and I would do the same if they came down here because there are plenty of fish in the sea. There's so right. m- much business to be won that I would love to, for us to eat and them as well. Like everybody has plenty. So eat up. that's, that's it, man. That's it. So I, and I see that we could definitely help each other and, you know, lending resources when it makes sense. And at the end of the day, obviously like, you know, I say respectful and in a positive way because I wouldn't want them to ever like. If we have a consistent, um, you know, gym we go to on a monthly basis, like of course I would be like, hey, yeah, all ask is that you don't like, don't go to them and say like, hey, can we start coming here on a monthly basis? It's like that's you know we do that. Right, right. <laughs> but as far as like us, you know, letting each other in our gyms and doing privates and whatnot, like you know, by all means. So yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that because I yeah, that's that's kind of my outlook on on competition. Well, that's a very positive outlook, and I'm happy you have that. Yeah, I don't have that, and that's why I gave it up. Well, here you are, man. Dan's out I there mean, trying to murder everybody else and- in the industry. Yeah. How can I, well, that's what I get a copy of their house key? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I, I don't truly think I'm like that, but uh, no, I know. part of me I know. thinks, or for the joke, you know, like I'm going right. to tear down their building instead of making mine the tallest. Yeah. Like that I Gary Vee saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, Good I guy. definitely am a make mine building the tallest kind of guy, you know? Yeah. I'm confident in my procedures and practices. So well, what you're doing, I say by all means, like come at come at me. This <laughs> this right. is gonna be fun. You're building yeah, multiple I, buildings the tallest. Yeah. Well <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I don't even worry about what other people, dude, you're massive. I don't even worry about what other people in our industry are doing. Like, don't care. Like right. okay, Andrew Fasella with first form. Like, yeah, he's, you know, fifteen years ahead of us, but I just I just don't worry about it. Like yeah. I, I I don't but care. But you wanna know why I don't? And this goes back to what I just said. Because if you are truly doing you're handsome. what you wanna do. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. If you're truly doing what is just essentially a reflection of your inner self, you know that is what you're creating your thing around, product or service. Then you're not you're not directly competing with anybody because people at the end of the day are going to want to work with you because of you, yeah. not necessarily the thing you do in particular. You know, Boom. yeah. So it's it's not like you're coming up and you know we're not chasing Andy Fasella. We're not doing what he's doing. We're doing what Bonnie and Ryan are doing. What, yeah. and what Bonnie and Dan are doing. You know that's. It's it's our own thing. It's so nice to have that like small business vibe yeah. of like a true small business that really cares about the people. Right. Like that like that coffee shop that you really like because it's it cares about everyone that walks yes. in. So that's the vibe I get and that's that's awesome. That's the vibe you got here? Yep. It's nice. We got a Alexa play lo fi. <laughs> is that on? Oh no, it's, no, not, it's not on. I plugged your computer. Dude, in. the vibes in this room are awesome. Like this is where we just sit. It's not just a podcast room. Yeah. But like he's working over there. Uh, Kirk usually works over here. He's the one that's kind of managing all the cameras, and yeah. So this is in the same space as the gym. Yeah, and it's just it's really nice. He's got that light back there. Fantastic! It looks really good Thank when you. the lights Ryan are off. Still doesn't have a light. Well, yeah, yeah we, I think it's probably the doorstep. Right I think now, so. The probably. Same light. It's really yeah. sad that we don't have it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but um, it's the lights are off, so you got that that vibe, and then the lo-fi music's on. It's just awesome. Great place to work, and it's again, this is like what was in my head that I wanted to create. And, you know, now it's here. Yep. It's just mellow, calm. We get to come in, get work done, go work out, do our stunt privates. It's kind of like everything that we need here. Yeah. And did we talk about that we all live in the same house? No, I don't think we really talked about the house. So we, I bought a five-bedroom, four-bathroom house so that we could all really adopt this, what's going to be a lifestyle of 
basically living how we would live our lives if it wasn't work. But, you know, obviously it is our work, which is great. But to be one cohesive unit, I think, uh, is going to really help. And obviously Dan was in Orlando, moving out of his place, needed a place to live. And the literally the exact reason we bought this house with five bedrooms is because now Dan had a place to go to and be a part of this, which is Thank excellent. God. Yeah. You know, that's why we're doing it. And it's it's 10 minutes from here. It's 10 minutes from here. Yeah, so so nice. everything is right here. Uh, it's really nice. It's been really and nice. it's not just a place for me to stay. It's a place where for all the coaches. Live. Huh? Oh. What did you say? I said it's, it's a place for home. you to live. Yes, right. I, I can finally live in a permanent address. <laughs> I've been homeless for a while. <laughs> but, uh, that YouTube grind. Yeah. Um, the So it's not just a place to live. It's like it's truly the same environment as here. And all the guys that coach all live in that same house. And so, and they all kind of had the same goal. So it's, it's like the hype house, but like 10 times better. Um, and there's no drama yet. So yeah, there yeah, won't be, there won't be. I, I don't We're know doing everything be, to prevent every, any bit of ounce of drama, but here's the thing. And this is what makes me excited about having everybody in one place. The house is big. Mm-hmm. So nobody's going to feel like they're living on top of one another, which oh, is yeah. huge. It's very easy to feel separated. Very easy. And awesome. on top of that, we have the warehouse so that we can yep. go. If, if you needed to, you can come work here. There's going to be a hole upstairs that's set up similar to this. So it's like, even if you needed to leave the house, you have a second house away from the house. So I don't think we'll ever feel like that. But traveling with Ronnie, who's going to be another one that lives in the house, and even Kirk, you know, we've gone through a lot of travel together. Yep. We've stayed at a lot of... Uh, a lot of places like making it work, you know, out of what I'm just thinking about what happened last time we stayed in that hotel the room. The hotel room <laughs> I know with Ronnie. I'll tell that story. But Ronnie is hands down one of the easiest going people. Like Ronnie, you could walk into a room and there's one bed and Ronnie's like, I got the floor, y'all. I call the floor. You're like, You want the floor? It's exactly then, what went down in Tallahassee. That's what happened in Tallahassee, but even when we were staying at places, he is a Probably six one. He's a big dude. Six one. Probably two fifteen, two twenty. And he stayed when we were in New York. We ended up only having three rooms. Ronnie was like, "Yeah, I got the futon." We're like, "Bro, that's like a four foot long futon." So my man gets down, head hanging off, legs hanging off. He was like, "I'm fine." <laughs> Has one pillow and a sheet. Slept there for three nights. I was like, "How? If this was a house full of girls, there would be." just absolute chaos because they'd be like well you slept on the futon the first night and so i feel like you should get a bed right like don't you think you should get a bed <laughs> even jen said that to me yeah. so to have us all at the house i don't think there's going to be really any issues about right because it's people complaining guys. about things yeah and um yeah ronnie we it did had... smell bad last night when i got home i don't know what did it it did yes it smelled bad i don't know what it was i think it was that you that sounds like a personal problem um it was when we we're in yeah, tallahassee it it was, in your room it was <laughs> Well, we got to Tallahassee last week, and this last week it was me, Ronnie, Johnny, Kirk, and Ryan, and Donnie. Okay, and Donnie, and Lonnie was there too. Yeah, and he bought he brought Bonnie, um, but we had five of us, okay, five men in one hotel room. I thought I had a room with a sofa, couch, and two beds. Turns out we had one king bed and a sofa bed. Johnny got under the table on the floor and just slept. Ronnie took all the pillows off of the sofa and slept on the pillows on the floor. And then Kirk slept in the sofa bed. And he he laid down and it was just like... It just like sunk in the middle. Not one of them said a single word about anything. I'm like, what a great... 
like group to like be with you know nobody's like high maintenance it's all just super easy so it was awesome lots it of was laughing, man lots oh of yeah yeah around. ronnie woke us it. ronnie woke himself up he farted he woke and, like, up the whole room he woke us all <laughs> <laughs> dude he farted the loudest fart i've ever heard in my life i thought they were screwing with me because i was the first one to fall asleep so i wake up to this the loudest part I ever heard in my life. I'm like, wow, they're really screwing me. <laughs> I kind of see Bondi like kind of looking around. He's kind of awake too. And I'm like, whoa. Like that was real. It happened Ronnie. twice. Ronnie in the morning, Ronnie was like, yeah, bro, I woke myself up with that one. We're like, bro. So Ronnie, Ronnie has a small degree of lactose intolerance. And we <laughs> was Brewster's. We were the Brewster's. <laughs> On our way home from dinner we stopped at brewster's and all got large milkshakes and i have <laughs> never been <laughs> that's what yeah that's what happened mm, oh, dude, man, that so was so funny i couldn't believe he woke himself up he woke us all up every single one everybody of us. in the room it yeah. was that <laughs> it was it was incredibly loud yeah well that's the whole reason like uh, i was convinced to stay here it was the first dinner we had and the and the laughter and just because oh, that's I, great yeah and i haven't really had a dinner with people yeah aside from wisconsin which is where i'm from right and so I really wanted that here in Florida, and mm-hmm. and I finally got it. So I was like, this is, has to be the place. I mean, I just felt like a family. You right. Know? Oh, dude, right. when I was with them last weekend, I mean, it was the first time I had really met Ronnie and Johnny. <laughs> it sucks, man. It's Get annoying. used to it. Uh, At it, one it, clinic, it just, we had Ronnie, Johnny, and Donnie. Oh, they, they were all God. there. So It just it felt so normal, and there's just nothing but laughter, and, and it's just awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. Can we it's call great. you Bonnie? If you want to, because people call me that anyway. Some people probably do. I'm sure, yeah. Like, hey, bo- Bonnie, Bond, Blondie, close. Keep going. Oh man, yeah. Story of my life, man. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Honestly, I, I mean, I'm we covered it all. Good. I definitely yeah. feel like there's, there's, there's more, but I think we've got yeah, a good, and, and a good intro. Space, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's fantastic. I like, think I, I would want to say, given that given that you're on this episode, I do want to say to people who I, oh, you know, yeah. reach out to you a lot and are like, hey man, I wanna, I wanna do, you know, they ask you questions or they want to meet up or they want to do all like Jacksonville is going to be, you know, if it isn't already a huge co-ed spot, which it is, it's going to be even bigger. We're gonna grow it, and there's gonna be a great community here of cheerleaders. That starts from here out, and we welcome everybody. You know, anybody can come. Anybody can come and hang out with us, stunt with us. Um, you know, we want this to be a space where that opportunity is provided. So, especially having Dan here, you know, it's going to be great for for people who have reached out to him to, you know, finally have a place to be like, yeah, this is what we do. So come in, and, yes, and experience it. Yeah, we we truly have a place where everyone can come finally, and I've always wanted that. <laughs> yeah, and you so gave cool. it to me. It's like you have given me so much, and I'm so thankful for you. Um, and it's like there's more content for my channel too because everyone that watches the videos can come and watch. Yeah, it's in Jacksonville. You know, we can give the address later if you want. Yeah, I'm- but um, yeah, it's just like it's what. I feel like all of us have always wanted. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. Man, when you showed up, I was like, wow, like this is going to be so perfect for Dan to get context. It's you're going to consistently have people coming in and out of here and you have this space where you can just like make it your own and kind of have this this theme. I mean, even when we were putting up the flag and stuff, like that's all such cool different stuff for your <laughs> so channel, fun. you know. And there's yeah, always so going to be fun, stuff man. like that going oh, on. Oh, I think it's never going to stop. But newness. I mean, this this podcast is something that Ryan and I do in here weekly. And now Dan's going to be here like Dan will be a frequent guest on the podcast. There's going to be plenty we have to talk about. And, you know, Kirk's going to be on here. We're probably going to have four of us on here at one point. So it's it's going to be a lot of a lot going on. Yeah, for reference-wise, this is coming out after my 
number 54 vlog yep. came out so this is like two weeks after or something like that yeah. three um so it's gonna be a lot after but 54 was the vlog that this is all happening at the same time with okay yeah yeah so where can people find you on social media and yeah, daniel bayeski all of them that daniel bayeski yep bayeski bayeski yes okay. i'm just kidding that's um, bye yeah but <laughs> you can uh, there's a description <laughs> you can find it yeah we'll put it in there put cool all right, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 11 in the bag? No, it's 12. 12. Episode 12 in the bag. 12, Already, right? look at that. There we Dang, go. Dang, guys. All right. <laughs> Moving and grooving. It's thank been you. fun, y'all. Dan, you got to get out of here. Okay. Go to Orlando. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> See you right, later. Y'all. See you in the next one.